Before we start this episode, I want to take a minute to explain the tone of our show. While discussing the following crimes, we might sound flippant and insensitive. These conversations include teenagers who have a very hard time with sincerity. I am using crime stories as a way to start a dialogue with teens about real social issues and concerns. This will occasionally include words and conversations that might offend listeners. I absolutely apologize for this. Hey, everybody. I'm Lee. Welcome to our podcast, Because I Said So, True Crime for Beginners. I'm here with Austin. Hello. And Felicity. Hi. And every week we get together and I tell the kids a true crime story. And then we look at the lessons that we get from it. Some of the lessons are really important, like um, be respectful of people's mental health. Other lessons are also just as important. Be sure to tip your Uber driver. It just sort of depends on where the crime takes us. And so today we are talking about the assault of Andrea Diaz. So our story starts in, in summer of 2016, 31-year-old 30 newlywed, Angela Diaz, she's pregnant. She starts to receive emails from various different email addresses. I'm going to read some for you. Uh-huh. Okay. On the, the um, uh, sorry, May 29th, she gets one that says, I hope you are scared to death tomorrow. Be prepared. Don't sleep. She gets another one from another email address. We will steal your child and we'll watch it as it dies. Oh, wow. Is she pregnant? She hasn't. She's pregnant. Yeah. Given birth yet. No, no, no. That's what pregnant means. It means you haven't given birth yet. (laughs) How are they going to steal her child? No, once she has it. Yeah. But tomorrow, they said tomorrow. Well, these are different emails. Oh. Um, Another one. You are a piece of shit. And I hope (laughs) to God that you burn for what you've done to us. Oh. So the next day she gets more emails. You deserve nothing but a life of lonely torture. Another. These are all from different addresses. Mm-hmm. I have ways to hurt you. Another one. There's no place you'll be safe anymore. The next day, she gets even more emails. You might be beautiful. You might be the one he married, but you are still a sinner and you must be punished. I will make sure you are reminded of your place by force. By force. The next day, she gets another one. I know you're leaving work. I'm watching you as you walk. Let's play a game. So she this is, is like straight out of a movie. That's she creepy. is understandably distraught. Mm-hmm. This happens for weeks. Um, the emails are coming, multiple emails a day, dozens a day, um, different email addresses. Some of the emails include photos of women who've been beaten with black eyes. Um, there's other pictures of women that are being groped by men wearing masks. Some where women appear to be naked and strangled. Like these are pictures attached to the emails. She gets a restraining order. She calls the cops. She, you know, about these emails. There's, they say there's nothing they could do. Mm-hmm. Then on June 24th, she calls 911 to say that she's been ambushed in her garage by a man. Yeah. Like she was driving into her garage. She got out of her car. A guy jumped her, um, tried to choke her, tried to rip her shirt off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she sort of she sort of fought him off. And she's calling 911. She's very, you know, yeah. upset. Mm-hmm. She's very upset, as, as you would be. So she calls the police. The police start investigating. They trace all of the emails back to the same person. And while they're investigating, they find a Craigslist ad that says, I'm a woman who has a rape fantasy. I want someone to jump me while I'm walking my dog or in my garage. I'll say no, but I mean yes. Please come rape me. My name is Angela Diaz, and that was her address. Oh, oh so On a Craigslist ad. And all of the emails and all of the Craigslist ads can be traced back to a woman, 29-year-old Michelle Hadley who was engaged and had bought a condo 
with Angela's husband uh-huh. before they were married. Angela and her husband have only been married like a few weeks mm-hmm. and they are actually living in the condo that Michelle and wait, who's Michelle? Michelle's the woman. All the emails get traced back to. Oh, okay. So, so all it'll, it'll clear itself up, but Angela and her new husband, Angela's pregnant yeah. or actually, well, she was pregnant. She shortly has a miscarriage after oh. all of this trauma. Oh, so Angela and her husband are living in a condo that her husband had bought with his ex fiance, Michelle. Mm-hmm. So who owns the condo? Uh, technically, the condo is now owned by Michelle and the husband, Ian. We'll call him by his first name. It's easier to Ian understand. Ian is uh, so yeah. Ian and Angela, persons. the woman getting the threats, Angela. Uh-huh. Ian and Angela are married. They've been married for a few months, and yeah. she's pregnant. And they yes. live in Michelle's condo. Yes. He married Angela a month after Michelle. he and Michelle split up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the condo is still co-owned by him and Michelle. Okay. So all the emails get back to get traced back to Michelle. Also, Ian is a U.S. Marshal. Oh. And so Mich- they arrest Michelle immediately. She's coming home from a date. Uh-huh. Um, she's arrested on the street. Um, she says, Michelle says that she has no interest in Ian Diaz, that she broke up with him, mm-hmm. and that she... Um, she she didn't do this. She is she doesn't know anything. This is insane. Her she gets um she gets arrested. She they let her out on her own recognizance. Then they start investigating her like IP addresses, mm-hmm. and they find out a lot of the emails went from accounts in her name. So they rearrest her. Then they set her out for a million dollars bail. Whoa! And her parents have it. They don't have the million dollars, but they can get a bond. Do you guys know what a bond is? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Okay. Isn't so a bonds dealsman, like isn't that what? Well, I mean? they, so like so if so Michelle's arrested for a million dollars. The the bail is a million dollars. No one really has a million dollars cash. I mean, some people do. Well, okay. So, yes, some people do, but most people don't. So what you do is you go to a bondsman. What her parents probably did is they have to come up with ten um, percent. So they give you, they sign their house over to the bondsman, <laughs> their stocks and stuff like that, and the bondsman takes up the rest of the thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a short-term loan. And then he gets his money back at the end. And what does the bond, bondsman get out of that? They charge you more. So let's say the it's, it's a million. They'll charge her parents like an extra five or $10,000. So it's almost like they're making a short-term loan mm. for the bail. That's, how, that's actually how most people are bailed out. So when you see those TV shows where people like have $2 million bond, $100,000 bond, mm-hmm. they're not really coming up with $100,000. They're going to a bail bondsman. Mm-hmm. So, but her parents did have to come up with 10% of it, which is $100,000. Yeah, but you and, said they signed their house over. So that is- well, that would be worth more, but yes. But actually, you know what she told him? She said, no, I'll stay in jail. I need a lawyer. Take that $100,000 and get me a lawyer, mm. which is actually, That's smarter. it's really smart and also terrifying because mm-hmm. the idea jail is terrifying. Jail is super scary. I'm absolutely one of those people that the threat of going to jail works. I'm scared straight. <laughs> I've never actually been in trouble, so I wouldn't know. But I, I, I'm never going to jail. It's uh, the most horrifying thing I can possibly imagine. I don't think that far. But it's, what's worse than jail, Felicity? Dying. Okay, short in of a death. Car that and I falls. disagree. I'd rather no. be dead than jail. Would you I know rather you, I know what you're about to say in a vehicle that falls into the ocean and you slowly die there. No, I hate worse? that. You know that's my very very is worst that fear. Worse than jail? Driving off a bridge By at the night. Ocean and not a lake. I actually not an ocean. It's more like it a lake. It could be a lake. It's driving off a bridge or a levee road at night, and you're in the car and it slowly oh, fills up with water. No, you're gonna make me. I'm having heart drown. palpitations. Stop. So that's worse than jail. 
<laughs> Fine. I guess that's worse than jail. Why don't you just like break the window and, you know. Because you're underwater. Yeah. How, what, are you going to break the window with the power of your mind or your fist? <laughs> you try breaking a car window in your a, fist while you're drowning. Breaker. Or you use like I don't have like, a window breaker. Thing. Well, then get one if this no. is your most very, very. <laughs> no, you lift up the seat heads and you're supposed to use the metal to break the window. Yeah. I can't even get those seat heads up or down. The buttons are too confusing. Oh, I would just knew that's a thing you're supposed to do. That's I'm a not, great idea. But actually, I don't actually do it. I did. I was in your mom's car once and we were driving on a levee road when we all went camping and mm-hmm. I had like a panic attack <laughs> and your mom was laughing because I'm actually really not a panicky person. So she'd never seen me panic before. Uh-huh. She gave me that thing. And I'm like, what if we fall? And she handed me that little orange hammer thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? She goes, it's a seatbelt cutter and a, and a window window breaker she goes just hold on to it if we go in you just hammer your window and i've always thought i should just buy my own window hammer (laughs) okay that's it that's what i'm doing today when i get home i'm ordering my own window hammer okay so the cops kind of take one they know exactly what the situation is this is a scorned woman mad with jealousy involved Mm -hmm. in a love triangle and um they arrest her she's in trial she is saying Michelle is saying this is not at all what it is that mm-hmm. he was abusive. She left him. Um, she tells the cops like he was abusive and the cops like, well, why didn't she say anything sooner? Mm-hmm. And in her mind, she didn't, she just wanted to be done with him. Like yeah. she didn't say anything cause she just wanted out. And then um, the cops ask her tons and tons of questions about her sex life after she left Ian. Uh-huh. So what she said, didn't really seem like, what does it matter if she has like boyfriends, or she's had sex or something since she left him. But lots and lots of questions. And then she realizes that Ian's asking questions. Like Ian's writing questions that the cops are asking her. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, and this is actually, he was only her second, Michelle's second relationship ever. She got married really young to her high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out very well. You know, like they were together for a few years and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. She got divorced. She was 26 when she met him. He was 35. Um, she said he just swept her off her feet. Um, they moved in together. Uh, she said it got, he was very controlling. Um, he told her this is, we should have called, we talked, remember we talked about calling this red podcast Red Flags? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we still should have called it that because so many crimes, really, what we end up talking about more than the lessons or like the red flags that we saw. Yeah. And this is, a, this one's all about red flags. But um, he was very controlling. As soon as they were living together, he told her he wanted her to dress more sexy. I think that is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted her to wear crop tops, get acrylic nails, and pierce her belly button. Because some guys like it when their girlfriends dress sexy. I get that. Then they should date girls who dress sexy. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. if you meet a girl and you like the way she dresses because she dresses sexy and that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you go you go get yours. Like, you do yeah. that. But what bothers me is taking a, a girl who doesn't like to dress sexy and trying to encourage her to do that and not just like running around the house for your own enjoyment which is a different thing but like getting all sexed up to go to the grocery store that seems unnecessary and he really wanted her to do that he also wanted her to quit her job and take a new job at disneyland i'd take that she was gonna have to take a twenty thousand dollar pay cut and she didn't want to work at Disneyland, <laughs> but she he really wanted her to, to. He used to work at Disneyland before he was a U.S. Marshal. This whole story takes place in Anaheim, by the way. And um, he wanted her to take a job at Disneyland. He said he knew lots of people there and they could keep an eye on her. Oh, jeez. That is. Oh, that's. Um, yeah. That's yeah. And good. also what I also find interesting is if you're in a relationship with somebody, 
and like um like your parents have done this where you you're, someone has like a dream they want to follow so they quit their job and the other parent like person is supportive of that like you go follow your dream and that's one thing but this is my point it's one thing if one member of the partnership is making less money because they're working on something mm -hmm. and the other person is supporting that why would you ask your partner to take a job they don't want where they're going to make $20,000 less that is really weird Disneyland people only make like 40 grand a year. What? Disneyland people only make like 40, 50 grand she, a year. But she was making more than that and didn't want to work at Disneyland. Yeah, and he was really why, poor. Why because he, he wanted that? people to watch her. He thought he could keep an eye on her working with like his former coworkers. She, you know, she thought he was tracking her car because <laughs> she, every time she went without a few miles of like work, home or school, she was getting her MBA at night. So she went to school at night. Yeah. Every time she'd go sort of outside the normal, he would call her immediately. Oh. And she said, it, it took her a while to realize, but she goes, but like immediately he would call me. Um, also, he would make comments about her or make comments to her that made her think he was stalking her online too. Like, you know, she'd order something and just, she goes, like I'd order an umbrella and not really mention it because it's not really worth mentioning. Yeah. And then he'd say a couple days later, like, when's your new umbrella get here? Huh. Like little stuff like that. And so she said that she, you know, he proposed and she said yes, which she realizes now was just incredibly stupid. Yeah. But I think she's like a lot of people who end up in a bad relationship. You think if you get married or have a baby or do a house or something, things will get better. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, okay, he's controlling because he, you know, but once I'm married to him, he knows he won't need to do that anymore. And mm -hmm. he just needs, he just, he's insecure. He just needs me to help him with his security. And then yeah. he, so I think that's what she thought. But um, he said yes. And then she says, for months he'd been, talk, we, we've talked about this before too. For months he'd been asking her to have sex with another man while she watched, while he watched. What? And she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. He just mm -hmm. finally, do you guys remember, what's the other crime that we talked about that with? I don't know. I don't remember any crime with that. We absolutely talked about how it's a red flag when it your boyfriend wants you to have sex with other men. But I don't remember what it was. Which one it was. Yeah. Know. So, but the point is red flags. And so he finally begged, you know, got her to do it. So on Craig's Valentine's day, mm -hmm. a guy shows up at the door. She, she said she'd do it, but she's like, fine, we'll do it. And then, yeah. like, the next day is Valentine's Day or something. A guy shows up at the door that he found on Craigslist. Oh, my God. And they have sex, and he films it. Films it. And then the next day, she calls him and begs him, like, please, please destroy that video. I'm, I hate myself. I'm so ashamed. And his quote is, no one put a gun to your head. And um, then they bought a condo together. Okay. And the condo, the down payment was $14,000. She made the entire down payment herself. And then the things went bad. They were only in the, she said they were in the condo like less than a month before she realized she was making a horrible mistake and then she needed to get out. Sorry, three months. Wait, so, so if she made all the down payment, does that mean like it's all her house then? No, not. No, I mean, unfortunately, because um, she would sign she, he, they're on the lease together. Uh -uh. And so um, they're fighting all the time. She says three months after they buy the condo, she leaves him. Okay. So here's the thing about that condo. Ian stayed in it. Michelle's making half the payments of the condo payment. Mm -hmm. Ian's making the other half. She wants him just to take, just take it. Like she, she doesn't even care about the $14,000 anymore. She just, she doesn't want to, if she doesn't pay, it'll be foreclosed on. She doesn't want to screw up her um, credit, credit rating. Mm -hmm. And so she's making half the payments. He's making half the payments and they're fighting over it in court. 
uh-huh. over how they're going to resolve this condo issue. So a month after she, oh, oh so while she's gone, like she leaves him, mm-hmm. she starts seeing what looks like his SUV with no license plates outside her work. She complains to work about it. She and complains um, to her work about it? She tells her work like I'm scared my ex-boyfriend's oh, stalking me. But she's like, why? Why is there some car that looks like <laughs> no, no? She officially yeah. like complains, and she she works at Chapman University, so but he was basically banned there. Like the security guards at Chapman knew oh. not to let him in. Not that he ever tried to get in. Mm-hmm. And so one day she's really distraught, and Michelle sends this email to Ian, which I wrote down, and I, it's quoted. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're in your body, but your mind's somewhere else. Your sins are many, including defiling me and my family with your wicked and evil sexual acts, your financial coercion, your irresponsibility, your gluttony, your greed, your lust, your sloth, your wrath, your envy, and most of all, your pride. I will bring you the full force of the law and the word of God against you and to judge you. So she accused him of all deadly sins. End quote. Oh, wow. end quote. End, end quote. She accused him of all the deadly sins. She sent, she, and she sent that email. Mm-hmm. Is she proud? Of the email? Yeah. <laughs> I think she was, to me, that email seems like somebody who's hanging on by a thread. Yeah. But so do those first emails. What first email? I'm going to kill you and your baby and I'm watching you walk to work. She didn't say that. She's been arrested for it. But I know she didn't do that. And so... Um, <laughs> So uh, it takes six months. What woman would this woman isn't even involved in her thing? What other woman would be like, I'm gonna kill your baby to like this random other a crazy stalker. That's what the cops think. The cops think that Michelle was upset about the end of their relationship. But she's not a crazy stalker. What makes you, because she says she's not a crazy stalker? You're easy to believe. No, because all the things that she's said. <laughs> her, a, her story doesn't make her seem like a crazy stalker. Yes. But remember, it's her story. Yeah, but there's got to be that video of them doing it with this other Craigslist guy. Yeah, but lots of couples do stuff like that. That doesn't make them crazy. That's like something some people enjoy. That's weird. It, it is weird. And I, I know why I just said that. I just said that technically because officially we're supposed to say that. No, red That's flags. Weird. Mm-hmm. Your partner shouldn't want you to have sex with other people. He marries. Aunt, so Ian, so yeah. Michelle's story, version of the story is she left him. She moved out. Mm-hmm. He met Angela online and was married to her within like two months. So right before all the stuff starts happening, the emails to Angela from the crazy stalker, Michelle, mm-hmm. um, they'd come up with a, an agreement about the condo through the courts, which was within six months, he needed to make the, the mortgage by himself or the condo needed to be on to be put up for sale. And Michelle is fine with that. Like she, she's ready to be done. Mm-hmm. In fact, she took six months of payments, put them in an account with the court so that she could basically just walk away. Like, uh-huh. so his argument has always been, he can't afford the condo by himself. Michelle's argument was, well, then they'll sell it. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to do that either. He's just a jerk. So what Michelle didn't know is that first like wrath of God email she sent him when she accused him of all seven deadly sins. Oh. He had taken it to the, cops and he reported her quote annoying emails to the anaheim police he applied for a restraining order against her Mm -hmm. which he didn't get but during the trial to see if he could get it Mm -hmm. he said that she was emotionally unstable and had a history of fits of rage so when that had already happened michelle didn't know Mm -hmm. but at this point michelle is on anaheim's radar like anaheim Uh police radar so when ian's new wife angela gets attacked in the garage and has all these emails sent against her, they sort of immediately look into Michelle, the scorned 
what was it quote emotionally unstable Mm -hmm. with histories of fits of rage woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they find all of these email addresses to her like from her yeah so like one of the emails was from like you know m hadley at chapmanuniversity.com like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. this wasn't like hard to trace Yeah. yeah so ian and angela had met online um while the property dispute was happening they married within a month they were immediately pregnant Michelle didn't know any of this until she went to one of the court cases, like about the condo. She didn't know that Ian had remarried. She didn't know another woman was living in there. She said she really didn't care. Mm -hmm. And so um, she didn't know until she went to court one day and Angela had filed a restraining order against her, which she didn't get. She never met or spoke to her. But Angela had a huge stack of emails. She's like, Michelle, these are the emails that you sent me. And Michelle didn't understand anything about it. She'd never sent her an email. Mm -hmm. She'd sent one email to Ian, the seven deadly sin email. Yeah. So because Michelle refused to leave jail um, because she wanted a lawyer instead, Mm -hmm. her parents hired a very good lawyer who immediately started finding evidence Mm -hmm. that this was not you know her her for instance michelle had sensed that before this happened she had sensed that someone was imitating her online she -hmm. would get an email from google saying that her account was closed like an email address was closed but she'd never even open an email Mm -hmm. and she got one from microsoft saying that her primary email was being used as a recovery content for like 25 different outlook addresses Mm. and she didn't you know, she didn't know anything about that either. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? This is a lesson. We're learning all sorts of little lessons. Do you guys, well, you guys are kids. I get emails like that all the time. What? Like Microsoft has noticed some, I just ignore them. Yeah. I yeah. shouldn't ignore them now. After I read this case and I go, I really should at least open them. Yeah, but you don't have like crazy husband or That's crazy. true. Maybe I do. Maybe he's quietly crazy. Also, Michelle had gotten an email from Craigslist asking if she created a new ad for gang rape fantasy fulfiller that's something you would look into and she said she said she did she immediately emailed craigslist and said absolutely i did not and then she emailed like the craigslist like customer concern and she said she never heard back three days after she emailed craigslist angela called the police because Mm -hmm. she'd been attacked in her garage so michelle's lawyer is looking into this whole thing Mm -hmm. and he's finding out that um Michelle had made four calls to the to the police asking them to investigate to help her mm-hmm. with all of these like cyber crimes, I guess. These she really yeah. thought someone was impersonating her online. Nobody would help her. The, the, and so so there was a history of Michelle seeking help. The lawyer also found out that there were sur- surveillance cameras of the condo. Mm-hmm. And the night Angela said she was attacked, absolutely nothing happened. Like you could see her garage mm-hmm. and and nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. Um lots of the emails that so michelle had been in the hospital for like just a minor surgery thing but hadn't had her computer but like four or five emails had been sent during that time period she's in the hospital also remember i said she was arrested let go for a couple hours and they Mm -hmm. found new evidence and they re-arrested her yeah emails were sent from her computer during that period and also when she was in jail all the emails stopped but that I think it was like two days she had where she wasn't arrested in between arrests. Uh Emails had been sent from her computer or her IP address at her computer. Mm -hmm. And, um, which the cops said they're, they're, you know, that this proves it. They stop when you're in jail. Yeah. Except she didn't have her computer. The cops did. 
Like all of her stuff, like when she was first arrested, they took everything, her tablet, her phone, her Mm -hmm. computer, everything. They didn't give that back. Mm -hmm. So, but this is a thing. Her lawyer said it took him three hours to find that. She's already been arrested and arraigned. Mm -hmm. A million dollar bond. He goes, it took me three hours to find like irreputable proof that she didn't, the, the attack didn't happen at the very least. Like they know that. Wait, what? Right. I'm so confused. Okay. Angela's attacked. Didn't happen. Angela's attacked. The pregnant woman. Oh. Remember in her garage? Yes. She has all these emails. Her husband tells the cops, the cops go arrest Michelle. Michelle's booked, arraigned, huh? based just on his word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's the shocking part of the story. While she's in jail, the cops aren't investigating anything. It's oh. her attorney investigate the one she paid. Okay. And so her, like, so she's... Angela never got raped. uh, Angela never got attacked at all. Ah. And so, but what bothers me about this whole thing is, this is not a high-tech cyber crime. Like, Mm -hmm. Angela's attorney in his office was able to to get a hold of the security footage and find out the attack didn't happen. He was able to look at the dates on the... You said Angela. Sorry, yes, you're right, Michelle. Michelle's attorney was able to find the dates... On the emails that didn't match up, that match up with time she couldn't have sent them. Mm-hmm. She was like in class or in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Or the two days where tons of emails were sent in between her arrests when her computer was was with the cops with that yeah. address attached to it. And so her attorney cannot, be, she, she, he goes, she shouldn't have been arrested at the very least. Like question her. Mm-hmm. She was never questioned. Basically this happened. Ian goes, my, my ex-girlfriend's crazy. The mm-hmm. cops went and arrested her. End of story. So all of this is happening. Like her attorney's finding all this out. Then her attorney hires a real computer person who tracks most, many of the emails are, can be, were sent from the condo using fake. And I don't know how all that stuff works, but I guess like it looked like it was sent from somewhere else. A VPN. Yeah. Well, that is what they use VPNs, but they were able to trace them back to where they were actually sent from, which Mm -hmm. was the condo. And so, um, the cops didn't care about any of that. What they cared about was by Michelle's own admission, she'd sent that one seven deadly sins email mm-hmm. with all that religious sort of mumbo jumbo stuff. Yeah. And some of the emails to Angela um, did have that kind of like religious, yeah. God's going to smite you type stuff. And so they're like, obviously, these emails are sent from the same person. And, and your client to the lawyer and your client admits to sending the first one. Mm-hmm. And the lawyer goes, or it's somebody who has a copy of the first one. Like yeah. it, it, it is, he, and the, that's what the lawyer said. He goes, "This it was insane to me. This wasn't even hard to, to crack. Except nobody was trying to crack it." Um. So after ninety days, she's still in jail. Mm-hmm. Ninety days, her lawyer's trying to get hearings to, to basically present all this evidence, but the police department stalling. The lawyer says, "I knew if I could get in front of a judge, she would be out that day." Mm-hmm. He goes, "But I couldn't even get in front of a judge because they kept like rearranging and stalling and stuff." She finally gets released, mm-hmm. not because of anything her lawyer's done. Mm-hmm. You can't be in jail for that long. No, because Ian goes to the police. Mm-hmm. Ian the the husband, yeah. the US marshal, and he says his wife Angela is framing Michelle. So he says, it's all Angela. Angela's framing her. He goes, remember that abort? I'm sorry, that miscarriage that she had Mm because she was so stressed out. Uh It wasn't. It was an abortion. He had her do because he wasn't 100% sure who the baby's father was. But what's interesting is, but he was okay. He's a police officer. He was okay with Angela saying it was a miscarriage at the time. 
mm-hmm. when he knew that it wasn't. Also, he said the reason he's telling them now is because um, she they thought she was pregnant with twins, mm-hmm. and he had just found out she was lying to him. She bought the sonogram off of Etsy. Oh, so he's like, so she's lying to me about this baby. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think we can believe her. So, so yeah, and the cops are like, okay, Ian. Oh. So they that's it. They go arrest Angela now. Oh, my God. So they let Michelle go. They arrest Angela. Um, while Michelle's released, she's not exonerated. She's still a person under suspicion. Mm-hmm. She has to wear an ankle monitor. Um, and so she has to wear an ankle monitor. And meanwhile, the police, the, the press have picked up on this story. And it's called yeah. like a love triangle and this vengeful murder thing. And, and Michelle's like, this isn't a triangle. I never even met her. Mm-hmm. And she, the cops are still stalling. <laughs> Nobody's like... Um, nobody's doing anything so finally michelle tells the police michelle's mm-hmm. the one who's been was was framed basically yeah if you don't declare that i'm innocent i'm going to go to the press about all of the due diligence that you guys skipped mm-hmm. you basically she was really arrested for no and so three days later, they finally arrest Angela. They hadn't even arrested Angela yet after he came forward. Yeah. They just, I think, honestly, the police just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they were going to let Michelle go, not clear her. Yeah. And then, you know, just sort of have it fizzle away. Fizzle, fizzle away. Yeah. But Michelle's like, nope, you tell him I'm innocent and, or I'm going to the press. So they arrest Angela. And during their investigation of Angela's crime, Mm -hmm. so during their press conference when they're talking about the story that happened they try to present it like this was this painstaking cyber investigation and that's why it took so long because you know they had to track down all these emails Mm -hmm. and vpns and and michelle's lawyers like they knew this was fake months ago and i mean honestly 21 of the emails were sent from the condo Mm -hmm. to themselves and Though this is what's also interesting. During the press conference, the police refer to both women by name. Michelle Hadley, the victim, Angela Diaz, the, you know, the framer, the mm-hmm. bad guy. But they don't call Ian Diaz by his name. They call him John Doe, which is typically the sort of thing they do for a victim. Uh-huh. And it's like, there's no evidence that John Doe was involved. Ian was never questioned. It's so, all him. So he, but, but think about that. He came forward and said, my ex, my, my wife just got attacked. My ex-girlfriend did it. The cops are like, okay. Uh-huh. They arrest her. He's a uh-huh. U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. They arrest her. No investigation. Then when he finds out that the ex, the new wife is fake baby in him, mm-hmm. then he goes he back to the cops and say, actually, she did it. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Still no investigation. So Angela pleads guilty. Uh-huh. She oh. says that Ian was involved, but she pleads guilty because she was she admits everything she did. Yeah. Faked faked the accidents, um, faked the attack, faked uh-huh. a lot of the emails, tried to frame her. She gets five years in prison. Ian sells the condo, keeps all the money. Oh, jeez. He makes 20 grand from it. That's keeps it? all the money. Yep. That's not that much. Who gets a down payment? Nothing. nothing. And, um, and Michelle got nothing. Oh. And so um, he said, well, the 20 years equity. They'd only been in the condo a few years. Mm. So um, five years go by. Yeah. So what happens finally is Michelle is so angry that um, five years later, she is so she's been angry the whole time. Yeah, but she's well, oh, hold on. Before five years, like three years go by first. Uh So three years go by and she um, she decides she's going to sue the Anaheim Police Department because I mean, this was just a hot 
mess. She was in jail for 90 days. She was in jail for 90 days. And still, she says that she's lost jobs because people Google her. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and just the whole thing. And, and also, what really bothered her, she goes, I wasn't even questioned. Yeah. Like, in a real police trial, they should have brought her in, questioned her. While they were questioning her doing basic investigation, mm-hmm. and, oh, hey, there's a surveillance camera above the garage. Let's see what the attacker looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is basic stuff. And so so three years go by, and what she really is angry about is no one's questioning Ian. He's still working for the U.S. Marshal. Mm-hmm. And so three years go by, she starts suing the Anaheim police. Yeah. At this point, to defend themselves against the lawsuit, mm-hmm. the Anaheim police have to start conducting an investigation. Yeah. What are uh, they investigating, though? Well, they're investigating what happened. Like, as part of their oh. defense, they have to prove that they tried to solve the crime. Okay. Yeah. And at that's the point when Ian, five years later, on May 14th, 2021, so just recently, Jeez. He, he's arrested. Ian is? Yeah. And the only reason he got arrested is because of that lawsuit. Because she forced them to investigate. What? And mm-hmm. they found so much evidence against him in this cursory trip. Like, um, there are records of Ian sending some of the emails. Mm-hmm. That Craigslist rape fantasy thing. He made it. He set it up. No, no, he didn't make it. But there was, like, comments on it. Like, I've used this this before. It was great. She really loved it. Uh-huh. Like, a commenter, oh. that was him. Like, they could trace that back to his phone. Uh-huh. And that was traced to his work phone. So, like, that email could be traced to Ian Diaz at usmarshall.com. Like, oh so what I'm saying is there was no there was no pretext of anybody hiding anything, except mm-hmm. nobody nobody looked. Exactly. So, yeah, he had he had responded to the Craigslist list ad to make it look legitimate. So if you were a guy like, is this for real? Does this woman really want me to rape her? Mm-hmm. Oh, look, these six guys all did. And she liked it. So yeah. I guess I'll do that, too. And all the six guys who'd commented were all him to make it like a verified account. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's been arrested and he's pending trial for like cyber stalking, false arrest and prison, you know, like yeah. all sorts of stuff like that. So this case is a short one. But what bothered me about it is the sexism on stage to hear is profound and upsetting. Do you, don't you agree, Felicity? Yes. I don't, I don't think it was sexism. I just oh, thought he was a U.S. Marshal and they just believed him because dis- he was- agree and i do you disagree yeah i knew you were gonna say this if this was a female u.s marshal and with two men Uh it would have absolutely been investigated but the cops wrote this off as bitches be crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what they did and um that's what they said too that's probably what what they they said that's probably exactly what they said they licked them in the eyes yes and and these crazy these crazy ladies with their crazy emails they didn't even, basically Ian said, you should arrest her. She's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should arrest her. She's did it. You, you should arrest the other one. She's also crazy. I don't think, this is absolutely sexism. If that had been a fee, and I agree, I do think the U.S. Marshal thing came to play. I think if the guy had been an accountant, I'd like to think they wouldn't have taken his word at mm-hmm. face value. But I think if this was a female cop, they wouldn't have taken her word at face value either. A cop and a U.S. Marshal are two different. Fine. If this was a female U.S. Marshal, do you know that they exist? Yeah. Okay. If this was a female U.S. marshal, she would not. She, they would have investigated too. They wouldn't have just let her say, "You should arrest him." I know he did it. Yeah. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. And then they clearly recognized their mistake pretty early. The police. Five years later. No, no. Remember, the lawyer kept trying to get an arraignment. They weren't, and and he couldn't get one. And 
he was trying to get in front of a judge and he couldn't get one. Oh, and they delayed it. They kept delaying it and days. delaying it. Yeah. I think they were probably at this point realizing they had no real evidence against her at all, mm-hmm. which means they had to have come up with the evidence exonerating her and they still sat on it. Mm-hmm. And then even after Ian came forward, which is the only reason she got out of jail is because he decided to throw the other one under the bus. <laughs> So the only reason, so even then they didn't exonerate her or arrest Angela. Mm-hmm. I think at that point they were a hundred percent aware that they had really, really, really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So what lessons did we learn from this? Mm. I, there's lots of red flags. I don't know. If your spouse, lessons. if your person in your life wants to change the way you dress, I uh-huh. think that's a red flag. Wanting you to dress like I got you this nice shirt because it looks nice with your eyes, or. I'm tired of you wearing sweatpants and jeans. I want to, I want you to put on nice slacks to go have dinner with my parents. That's one thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just saying like, no, I want you to wear this to the prom. Yeah. I want it to match my dress. Those are sort of normal couple type things. Uh-huh. But saying, you know, I, I, I want you to dress sexier. I, I want you to look okay, like for a boy, the equivalent would be like, I'm into goth. I want you to dress goth. Ew. Like that's sort of like, well, you know, I'm trying to think of something that that's their personality, not just changing your pants. Yeah. It's one thing for Austin's girlfriend to say, the shirts with the sleeves cut out are stupid. Stop wearing them. <laughs> that to me is reasonable. But for Austin's girlfriend to say, I want you to get extensions and do your hair blonde because I've always wanted to date a surfer. That's a different type of situation. Because one thing's just changing how you look. And the other thing is trying to change who you are. That's a red flag. And as we've discussed before, if your significant other wants you to have sex with other people while they watch, uh-huh. that is a, a red, red flag. flag. Our practical lesson from this episode is, I guess if you can afford bail or a lawyer, get the lawyer. Uh-huh. But that is terrifying to think about. And also buy a window smasher. Yes, our other practical lesson from this is I'm going to go right now today and order myself my window smasher. So I'll stop having my reoccurring nightmare of being sinking in a dark car. But I still feel like that'd be hard to break the window. I think it would be hard to Because once you break the window, all the water's going to come rushing in. And then you got to swim And if it's nighttime, fast. you don't know which way's up and which way's down. Yeah, you will. Uh-huh. How would you know? You don't spin in circles in a pool and you'll know and close your eyes. Spin in circles in a pool and you'll know which way's up or down. Okay, we're gonna do that in your pool. We'll have to do it at nighttime. Okay. We'll do that before this you guys go back to sleep. Pretty easy. Your pool's not very deep though. So how do I like just do lots of somersaults? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to turn off all the lights and we're gonna practice. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. We hope you buy yourself a car smasher. We hope you put aside some bail money. And we'll be back next week with, I think, our last episode of season two. No. Not our last. Our lot. It won't be our last episode. We'll have two more. Until then, see you next week. Bye.